Anusha Pali from Campus Beat. I welcome you all to the first Campus Beat podcast. We are often confused about what is the career and scope after taking science into web. Does science mean only engineering and medical? To answer these queries, we have with us Shabra Chilsna, Research Fellow in Physical Sciences from CSIR National Chemical Laboratory, Pune, which is the research development and consulting organization with a focus on chemistry and chemical engineering. The purpose of this laboratory is to advance knowledge and to apply chemical science for the good of the people. So let's start. Okay, so we are moving with the very first question that we have with us. That is, uh, how your journey started with science? How and when did you realize that you are interested in science? Uh, okay, so uh, my journey started since I was young. And uh, yeah, so uh, basically uh, my surrounding had a lot of contribution in this. Uh, my family background and my, my surrounding. So... Uh, Initially, uh, okay, so I I was inclined towards science, but I wasn't uh, very clear uh, at my younger age uh, where do I want to go, <laughs> where do I want to end up actually. Okay, but I was basically inclined towards science. But uh, you know, I I got that this clarity <laughs> with the time, with the with every every each each stages. You know, I got I started getting the clarity where I want to end up. Means you just started getting interest in science with time. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So the second question yeah. we have is, uh, you know, uh, what what is the reason of not pursuing engineering or medical? Okay. So uh, first thing was uh, uh, first I'll talk about engineering, then I'll move towards uh, medical. Okay. So engineering, I always considered like. Uh, it was quite overrated. Everyone, everybody <laughs> wanted to go for engineering. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, first thing was I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, very much into engineering stuff. I uh, okay, so engineering is not. I'm not <laughs> telling that engineering shouldn't be done. It is a wonderful field. Okay, whatever we have, you know, uh, resources and everything, engineering has a lot of contribution in that. Yes. But uh, yeah so uh, uh my my consideration was uh i was basically i wanted to uh, you know find out something new and i wanted to uh, you know basically uh, pursue something uh, which could have contributed uh, to the world in in a more you know in more scientific way you can say the okay. uh, so yeah yeah at that time I used to think like that so uh, that is why I wanted to go for research and not for engineering and about medical so uh, initially when I was in class six or seven so I wanted to become a doctor so okay okay yeah <laughs> so as soon as I uh, you know uh, started class eight nine ten so it has basically uh, drifted me away from biology <laughs> because I I literally I didn't like uh, the words of biology I did I couldn't remember those words <laughs> so those words were so complicated for me to learn so this was the reason that has dragged me back 
for uh, not taking biology and not becoming a doctor <laughs> so apart from this i always had interest in maths physics and biology equally but i didn't like the nomenclature that were there <laughs> uh, in in biology subject so i decided not to take biology in plus 2 so i went on with maths physics and chemistry so with it's so good to know that you're not you didn't go with the peer pressure or what people say you should do engineering or yeah. medical and followed it yeah yeah that's good yeah okay so in fact i didn't even fill uh, j forms and any any engineering form because i was so clear that i don't want i didn't want to uh, go into the engineering so i didn't even fill okay. the entrance exams forms <laughs> that's good okay so moving ahead uh, the next question we have is any turning point uh, that took you to the field of research Uh, I didn't have any uh, turning point as such. I was like, uh, you know, it, I I just went with the flow. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I I cannot uh, uh, realize that I I cannot remember or recall if I have a turning point because it was so smooth for me because uh, over the time with the time I I always gained the clarity. and there was at not, not no pressure at all on me that okay. you should do this or do that so i was fortunate in that case okay so you were so. clear enough from the beginning itself okay yeah 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 okay so the yeah. next question we have with us what how is the life of a research student you know because you always think they are having a hectic life and they don't have time and these all Okay so I would say that is true but I would say that research life is actually very beautiful and uh, research scholars have <laughs> have their own style okay okay so yeah own own lifestyle and own own you know uh, everything uh, different which is actually actually their style okay so that that's what i felt <laughs> so uh, i used to feel that uh, since since the beginning since since i was young so i used to see a lot of research scholars and i used to i mean feel okay they are so cool <laughs> okay so that was my that was my you know initial impressions when i was in class 4 or 5 okay so okay so uh, uh so uh, things are like that uh, when when we come to the you know uh, this research area so basically yeah. you you are demanded to put a lot of time you just cannot work 9 to 5 okay so so basically if you enjoy research your phd then you would love this life i love my life in that way okay i love my lifestyle so uh, we spend uh, you know hours in lab and we literally uh, so our our actually actual room is like our second home our lab is our first home now <laughs> so it's like that we spend a lot of time there we eat there we often we sleep there okay, okay when, when our experiments are running on mm-hmm. so we cannot just leave the lab and go we have we are supposed to stay there when the when the experiments are going on so many times we uh, take small small nap uh, in the lab itself <laughs> okay so uh, things are like that and uh, yeah so uh, research scholars basically are demanded to uh you know put hours r- around 17 hours 17 to 18 hours per day 
okay sometimes yeah sometimes it is exception that you don't have to put and you can just relax for some time but uh, usually usually if you are really passionate and if you are enjoying your work then you wouldn't even feel that okay it's 17 18 hours in the lab and we didn't go out so uh, you won't basically feel that so there are uh, many institutes yeah. in india even in abroad which uh which basically don't allow you to work in, on on weekend saturday sundays are off okay. so yeah and there are many institutes in india uh which don't allow you to work after 6 or after 5 you just have to go okay so uh bars is one of uh, them one of those institutes okay but they have uh, their uh, reasons for not exceeding uh, the timeline Okay. okay so uh, there are many institutes like uh, like CSIR labs are there which are like 24 hour 24 by 7 open there are IITs ISERs yeah okay mm-hmm. so uh, these institutes uh, give you this facility that uh, you can come to the lab anytime stay for uh, as long as you want and work okay so uh, so it basically depends a lot on the uh, culture of institute Okay, so okay. where where oh, how much are you want to put in? It depends a lot on the culture of institute. So if institute allows you, uh, you obviously tend to, uh, uh, you know, spend more time into that. It's quite so, amazing to know that you're spending sixteen to seventeen hours in that. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Great. Okay. Yeah. So the next question we are having with us, um, you know, what once somebody has uh, completed PhD or uh, has completed the research work, so what are the job profiles of a researcher who has completed PhD? Okay, so uh, see, uh, uh, there is a concept uh, which is, which is very old. and which is not applied now so after phd you are supposed to do the teaching job, teaching job okay so okay. which is not true these days this is not true these days mm-hmm. okay so uh, basically uh, there are so many options after phd okay, okay. so uh, you know time is changing a lot and that's why options are uh, being evolved more and more options are coming up so first thing is uh you may want to go for a postdoc after phd for so postdoc is basically for uh, giving you training that you can run your own lab so this is no degree postdoc is no degree but just a uh, just a training okay so uh, you can basically go for a postdoc uh, and then you can join teaching okay then second option is right after phd you can join uh you know companies industries so uh many industries have their own r&d research and development department okay. so those industries hire uh, students uh, candidates who have done phds okay so uh that is another option then uh, uh basically industry so there are two sectors uh, industry and teaching okay colleges or uh, teaching uh, colleges or r&d so yeah. scope is wide in both both the cases Means okay it's not so, limited to teaching only it is it is not limited to teaching okay. and uh, 
uh, if you talk about pay scale because that is very important so even rnds uh, provide uh, you know uh, a decent decent package to uh, to the candidates who have uh, recently uh, who are recently done with the phds and have joined their rnd department so okay. it's it's quite it's quite decent it's quite good so it is just not limited to uh, the teaching you itself. know uh, teaching itself yeah okay that is yeah. great then so the next thing which we have with us is uh, what is the scope of bsc like in general what we hear is bsc students go for msc then phd so is it so or are there other options available also i'm not getting your question clearly like like uh, suppose somebody has done bsc so mm-hmm. what is the uh, scope of bsc like uh, generally what students do is they go for after bsc they go for msc then they go for phd right so mm-hmm. are there any other options for bsc students which they can go after you know uh, graduation itself any other fields okay you mean to say that if, if they take uh, if if they pursue a bsc after after plus 2 yeah. then are can then are there scopes uh, where they can pursue science except except going for msc yes, you are yes. saying this or yes yes okay uh see uh if you have uh, done your bsc then and if you want to continue with science continue in science then uh, you have to do this masters okay so uh, yeah so the masters you have to do masters in science there are integrated courses also msbs courses are there uh, that is a five year course in itself okay so, so uh, yeah you have to there is no scope i mean there is no uh, you know shortcut for this unfortunately <laughs> And, okay and, so if you have yeah and if somebody wants to you know work after bsc then they can still do that uh after bsc uh in science if you still want to work in science then it's again a uh, difficult okay task because there is no shortcut to this you have to go to a master and then all yeah. right okay yeah so if you want to change your field then there is no issue many people do this like they do science uh, bsc okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and then they go for mba or or some other uh, you know other other Means stream that, they, they they can they can change their stream huh, but if yes. they want to continue in science yeah if they want to continue with science uh, they will need to pursue msc okay masters project yeah okay okay so moving forward we have like uh, we know that besides male scientists for chandrayaan 2 there were also mm-hmm. some female scientists like muthaya vanita and ritu kharidal but when we say yeah. the term scientist generally someone thinks of a male so do you think female should actively participate in this research field or do you think as a female yourself you all face any challenges in this field uh okay so uh if i talk about myself first then i don't feel uh, the uh, gender bias here okay okay yeah i don't feel any gender bias here so uh uh basically it's the mindset uh, that if it if it uh, you know if we use the term scientist it is 
you know, it is more inclined towards uh, male community. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it is just the mindset, and it is about the exposure that you have uh, gotten so far. So, uh, so it it is uh, not true. It is just the, I I feel I feel that it is just the mindset and the exposure that people have gotten that they uh, uh, if they use the term scientist, they are basically. referring it to the male community who are who are into science but that is not basically true and uh, uh female if i talk about the female uh, community so uh, i think um uh, basically uh, there is you know this uh, they, they get married uh, okay so obviously a constraint comes okay they, they have yeah. no family they have children they have family to run and they have so many things to manage in their houses so uh, that is there okay so that can uh, restrict but if they have support okay which uh, uh, if they have support uh, of of her family then uh, i don't think there is any uh, restriction so uh, basically that is why that is why uh, you know there are comparatively less female candidates into science uh, than the than the male candidates okay so because family is basically i feel uh, because i have experienced with my colleagues also uh, yes. that family family is uh, uh, is there so uh, it's not like family is not supporting but yeah you are support you are, you have the responsibility uh, as a married woman to uh, you know manage the family and everything in your house so that basically restricts the timing and and other other uh, other stuff Uh, yeah otherwise there i don't think there is any any problem <laughs> actually that is the real issue in this time if family isn't supporting yeah, that, that is the main reason i think yeah if family supports yeah uh, if family supports then there there shouldn't be any problem yes yes okay yeah. so the yeah. next question we have it is like uh, suppose someone like me is not from science domain how can mm-hmm. one uh, pursue science as a hobby for example uh if i'm interested in dancing i don't need to have a career in professional dancer i can still mm-hmm. do it in my free time so similarly what can one do for science as a hobby okay so uh okay so there are uh, things so first thing is there are uh, you know amazing amazing channels on youtube okay, okay? science based amazing channels so if you Uh, don't have science background at all then you can initially refer to those uh, channels okay and uh, uh, first thing is this second is uh, if you are creative <laughs> then you can okay. design your own small experiments in in your house yes. okay so uh, mm-hmm. you can take some kitchen stuff or you can uh, just you know if you're uh, if your uh, mobile phone has gone off like it it's completely gone it's dead and you want to change new phone it, it, change it with new phone you can just you know uh, break the parts and uh, you okay. can just see what parts it has and then you can just uh, open up the battery and you can just uh, these are the small small stuff and then you can yes. uh, you know basically design your own thing using yeah. a, at a small scale yeah so yeah. these are the small small things you can basically do if you don't if you don't want to pursue a career okay so i will share some experience of mine when i was in school days 
so when i was in standard 9th or 10th we had a science club and we used to do some experiments and i remember balancing two forks on a math stick over a glass so okay, this yeah. was one of the experiments and uh doing the volcano experiment with the baking soda and all so mm-hmm. these are the things one can go for if i think if they're having science as a hobby they want to yes yeah right? yeah. yeah that is that is one of one of the options there are science clubs also so yeah. uh, there are there are very few you have to search there are uh, those science clubs and you can basically join that and uh, they have their weekly meetings where they show demonstrate a lot of experiments small scale yes. experiments mm-hmm. and uh, they discuss this stuff okay so yeah. moving with our second last question is uh, generally when we say someone is doing phd or is in research field we think of him or her as a bookworm or too studious is it true in okay. real life <laughs> means what else do you do apart from studies like any hobbies as such okay so uh, that is true in one sense okay. <laughs> because they they study a lot you see students need to study a lot uh, even even during the phd Yeah. We actually uh, even even now, like I'm in in my final year of my PhD. Even now, I uh, read uh, research jour- journals. Uh, uh, you know, at least two research journals daily. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is like a ritual to me, like like the morning tea <laughs> to me. Okay, okay, so I have to do it. So I do it, and 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 I enjoy it. So uh, yeah, that is true. That we read a lot. Uh, Okay. okay so uh, apart from this uh, phd students uh, are involved many many of the phd students are uh, involved into uh, you know many activities like uh, sports is very common okay. okay so it's not like that <laughs> if if somebody is doing phd they are not into anything they are just okay. studying 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 that is not true okay okay so uh they follow uh they follow their hobby so uh what i'm telling you what i have experienced okay yeah. so many of my friends uh in phd's uh they uh, they are wonderful singers okay, okay. some of the some of them are guitarists so they have their own channel and <laughs> they okay. conduct their own concerts yeah. okay so uh uh and some of them do wonderful paintings okay some of them cook very well so they really enjoy cooking <laughs> okay and they post on instagram and they have their own channel on youtube so okay. uh, yeah they keep doing this stuff so <laughs> whenever they get time so it's like okay we are spending a lot of time into the lab but uh, whenever we get time so we kind of uh, start doing things which uh, which you know fascinate us so uh, okay. our hobbies and everything yeah so any hobby of yours as such okay so uh, i like reading apart okay. from journals <laughs> okay apart from journals i i, I like reading novels okay and uh, i like to dance okay that's so, great yeah yeah and uh, i am into uh, a bit into sports also so uh, i just you know uh, zumba things up so sometimes i do this sometimes i dance sometimes i <laughs> read so things like that okay so yeah. moving ahead with our very last question that we have with us um 
we are all are aware of the fact that in most schools and colleges science students usually have only bookish knowledge so what steps according to you can be taken from both students and teachers perspective uh yeah that is uh, that is uh, you know very serious concern these days uh even even the books okay just a minute so uh, even the books these days of uh, they don't have you know thorough knowledge and sometimes uh, the books have uh, you know they put wrong information also there so just mm-hmm. recently i was going to uh, um, one of the books science books of uh, school of of a school student okay. okay so i don't i won't reveal the name <laughs> of the publication and anything all right uh, but um, but the quality uh so that book was being referred to the school okay to the students by the uh, okay to the students by the school yeah. okay so that book contained uh, you know very less knowledge very less information and the way of explaining was really poor and uh, you know it, it was really content like it wasn't explained as such but uh, things were like uh, like okay just finish karna is that kind of that okay so okay. Uh, that is that is coming that is there in the school books okay so okay. Uh, uh so if we talk about colleges so uh, unfortunately in india uh, there are so many colleges so many colleges uh, where uh, meeting there are so many colleges uh, where uh, we do not have uh, you know proper classes okay yeah. so only only a few colleges or universities are there where students are also serious uh, and um, teachers are also serious as in the colleges serious about uh, about the courses but in uh, in many colleges students are not because of the culture of the college that students are not coming teachers are teachers are thinking okay students are not coming then why should we go and be serious about teaching so okay right so uh, second thing is the resources so resources are not available in most of the colleges in india okay so there are not proper labs established in the colleges so uh basically you just cannot give the bookish knowledge you need to show demonstrations you need to show the experiments okay yeah. so yes. with the experiments and demonstrations concepts concepts get clearer to you so you tend to ask more questions okay so yeah. that is how things should go so if you are teaching with book you should definitely definitely uh, uh you know uh, keep the demo also with you for that particular thing okay so only bookish knowledge won't give anything at some places it's fine but most of the concepts demand demo demonstration also yes i do agree yeah. with you yeah. this part yeah okay yeah so thank you so much ma'am for taking out your time for us uh, it was yeah, thank a you pleasure so much. it was pleasure talking to you Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Shafali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a very insightful session with you, ma'am, and thank you for taking out your time for us. 
So, guys, uh, this is the end of today's podcast, and we will be back with another one soon. Stay home, stay safe. Until then, thank you.